Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Howdy and welcome to Wikishuffle episode 64. My name is Jack Stewart. I'm joined by Chris Wallace. Hello. And Phil Sharman. Hello. And it's our one year anniversary. Or at least it will be on Thursday. Pretty good. A whole year of this shit. I'm still here. It's astonishing. You haven't been fired, Chris. I haven't been fired once. A whole year. I've never stuck to anything this long. Especially something this awesome, this award-winning. It's this... very award-winning-y. <laughs> so to celebrate our one-year anniversary, I will be doing a whole day of tweets of random articles on the Twitter. So if you don't follow us on Twitter already, now's a good time to start at WikishufflePod on the Twitter. And every hour on the hour for the duration of our birthday, I will be doing a random article complete with pithy comment. Ooh, pithy. Expect pith. So that's one year down. Do you think we'll reach <coughs> a second birthday? Yes. Absolutely. Do you think we'll reach a third? Yeah, I'm doing this until the day I die. Fifth? Well, we're I'll reaching be... the end of my life expectancy there, so it gets a bit <laughs> sketchier. I'll be long gone. By our fifth birthday? Yeah. Long gone? Yeah, not dead. Just onto bigger and better things. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh. Solo project. You'll solo have project, outgrown yeah. us. Yes. This what will your solo project be? Probably, I'll probably be a superhero in like a film. Will you not have moved on to Hollywood to direct? No, no one's going to leave me in charge of directing. Who's directing... Um... Whatever your stupid little film was called. Hippocampus. Hippocampus. Oh, yeah, I suppose I've got to do that, haven't I? Yeah, that's what I'll make my money from. Yeah. I've got to do all the voices as well. Oh, <laughs> right. You're doing all the voice acting. I'm doing all, all the, the voices. That's interesting, because we've heard you attempt a couple of accents on the podcast before. To be sure. The what, Irish one. Which, what, what character is the Irish one? We've not, been, we've not been told about an Irish one before. Just Irish setter. An Irish setter <laughs> at the Hippocampus. Can you do the main Hippocampus person? What's her? I've forgotten her name. Gloria? I'm Gloria! Ooh. She's she's gruff. And that's part of her charm, because she doesn't fit in. Oh. But she's got a soft heart, but a hard exterior. You've been hurt in the past. <laughs> in fact, let's not, let's not get into this, because we need to do some wiki shuffling. We do, but so. before that, we need to make an apology to the listeners. Do we? We need to make an official wiki shuffle apology. I'm not apologising to those shits. I need to make an official wiki shuffle apology. Why? In episode 62, which was two weeks ago, we featured an article entitled A Horse for Mandy, which is a book by Lurleen McDaniel. Do you remember? Fondly. Do you remember it fondly? Mm-hmm. What do you remember about the story of A Horse for Mandy by Lurleen McDaniel? Mandy was a, a bit a bit spoiled and she wanted a horse. And she hated her parents. She hated her parents. And her friends. And then she fell in love with an old man that smoked too much. And yeah. he died. And uh, before he died, he molested her. He was a paedophile. He was a paedophile. It all pointed towards that, didn't it? It definitely did. Mm -hmm. On behalf of Wikishuffle, I would like to apologise to Lurleen McDaniel for the fact that that is in no way the plot to the book. Really? (laughs) (laughs) What? During the week, we were sent by one of our listeners, we don't know who because it was an anonymous gift, sent to Wikishuffle HQ, a copy of A Horse for Mandy by Lurleen McDaniel. Every single detail... In the Wikishuffle article about that book, with the exception of the author, the title, and the cover art, mm-hmm. every single detail is incorrect. 
Really? I mean, it doesn't surprise me that much because it was a weird, uh huh, like teen fiction book. Who would wow. make it up? I don't know. <laughs> they have entirely fabricated the plot. Well, this is interesting, isn't it? Just so. So, what, so what you're saying is that Wikipedia is not at all reliable, and this is essentially a waste of all of our time. I'm not entirely saying that hmm. because I think in our 12 month history, this is the first time that this has been evidenced as having happened to yeah. us. It may have happened in others, and we've just mm. not noticed, but I can definitely say, with my hand on a copy of A Horse for Mandy by Lurleen McDaniel, I can honestly say that that article is a load of old cobblers. So nobody gets cancer and dies? Nobody gets cancer. It's I've read about half of it now, because unlike... <laughs> <laughs> because if you remember, the article said that it was 575 pages yeah. long, and we were quite shocked mm-hmm. by that, because... That seemed like a lot. It's actually 92 pages long. (laughs) 92 pages of large text, well-spaced for Ah. early developmental readers. I mean, Mm. this is meant for 12-year-old girls, really. It is a very innocent, very straightforward little story about Mandy. She's actually in it. Mm -hmm. And she's not a bitch at all. She's really lovely. And on the first page, she's given her horse and she's immediately very grateful for that horse. (laughs) So I apologise to the slight for Mandy's character. 13-year-old Mandy, not 15-year-old Mandy like it says here. Mandy's parents, she's only even got one. It's only her dad. Her mum died years ago. These these other characters, Lydia, Patricia and Elaine, Lydia Harrington, Patricia Klein and Elaine Lopez, do not appear at any point in the book. (laughs) Uh, Those friends aren't there. It's actually about her friendship with a girl called Laura. Is she a paedophile? She doesn't appear to be. No, she's a bit... Is there any paedophiles? There's no... Not in the entire book? Although you've only read that. I'm only up to about page 55, she might get a nonce thing towards the end. There's Ted in it. There's no Ted. Ted. There is a love interest of sorts, but he's an age-appropriate boy who's working as a helper on the farm where she's keeping her horse. And he's not going through chemotherapy? Not going through any chemotherapy. Has he He smoked at all? No, he hasn't got any facial cancers. Hmm. I I don't know what to do about this because Hmm. part of me thinks, well, now I need to correct the page on Wikipedia. Oh, yeah, if you're a total gimp. Or you could just let it stay there because it's funny. But (laughs) it's fairly funny, so I am going to leave it there. Hang on, we could put a controversy section in and state that this podcast uncovered the truth. Uh, Let's get in touch with Lurleen. We'll get in touch with Lurleen and ask for her take on it. Now, the book's also a lot older than it was established to be on the article which said that it was published in 2004 it was actually published in 1981 the first edition so Lurleen McDaniel might no longer be with us because that is over 30 years ago now but we'll try and get in touch with Lurleen McDaniel try and get her take on it and we'll do a bit more digging because I only found this out yesterday thank you very much to whoever sent us the Mm. book yeah thanks that'll go lovely with our um, love over gold novel we're developing quite the library here aren't we we are yeah of course we will be doing a dramatic reading at the end of the podcast oh will we Jack will be doing a dramatic reading at the end of the podcast. See, I would love to, but it doesn't sound like that good of a book now. It sounds a bit bland. Whereas the Gold Blend book, we were more than happy to get some drama out of that. That was a really good story. And A Horse for Mandy is a very nice story as well. I'm looking forward to the reading. It's good. And the parents are lovely and Mandy's lovely and I feel bad for slighting her good name. So where's the the drama then? The whole point of the drama was that he had survivory gland cancer. But there's no Ted now. Yeah, but there's lots of stories that don't involve salivary gland cancer well, and they still have as drama. None that I'm interested in. <laughs> oh, quite a niche DVD collection you've got there. Well, my porn is really weird. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, so there'll be a dramatic reading at the end of the podcast. Mm-hmm. So you can get a taste for what a horse for Mandy's really like, rather relying on bullshit site Wikipedia. Talking of bullshit site Wikipedia, should we do some wiki shuffles? Yeah, let's do that. Statue. Ooh, these are the people that pretend to be people. What? No, <laughs> no, no. They really are people. They're people, pretending and they're pretending to not statues. to be. People. They're pretending to be statues. Ah. Mm. The term "living statue" refers to a street artist who poses like a statue or mannequin, usually with realistic statue-like makeup. Statues don't wear makeup. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes for hours at a time. And like. City centres and stuff. Yeah, it's not much of a rural pastime. No. <laughs> I, I'm, what, this isn't audio, but let me try. No, you, you <laughs> moved, you moved. Yeah. But, but I, I think I could do it. You, no, you got couldn't. that full body makeup applied very quickly, though. Yeah. So well done for that. Right. That bit was impeccable. I'm quitting and doing this. And I don't know where he had that Yoda costume, but <laughs> where did he get that from? Living statue performance can fool passers-by, and a number of hidden camera shows on television have used living statues to startle people. Citation needed. <laughs> I, I've seen that happen. I've seen it. I've seen that happen. You don't need a citation. Whether we can be That's the just... citation now. We've talked about it, having witnessed it ourselves. Yeah. That that has happened. Mm. When I was in Amsterdam, I seen one of these these fellas. He was like a cyberpunk robot, and he was doing his imagine a robot stance. I don't need to. You're doing one. Well, it's <laughs> a, it's a one. kung fu robot. It's more but, kung fu. <laughs> but then some kid went past, and he had and it scared the shit out of the child. Oh, that's nice. So no citation needed. I've just proven it. Well, no, because that wasn't a hidden camera show on television. And nor camera. have you proven anything. A camera. A is... child is not a hidden camera. There is no way. That no, you... my eyes were the camera, and I saw it. Were you hidden? A child was there, so probably. These, right, there's some things in life, and I'm sure everyone has this, but there's there's some things in life where you just don't understand the appeal, such as Mm. cricket or Gary Barlow, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And this is, I just don't understand it, especially the ones that are floating, in inverted commas, in midair, like like Yoda's. And everyone's like, wow, how do they do it? Very fucking simply. You don't have to be a genius. Yeah, um, you're just gasping at somebody sitting on a stool, really. That's what you're doing. That's it. And they just sit there all day and people give them money. But they don't much money. And to get like the good spots in London anyway, they have to be up really early. And but what do they make? Like a tenner a day? They probably make know, quite a lot. Covent Garden, I bet they make a Covent lot. Garden, There's yeah. so many people there. You know, one one would be fine. But you get one every 20 feet in Covent Garden. It's yeah. like, who's no, real? I don't want to see this. real? No, it doesn't give you like a existential crisis. <laughs> For all of us, it's just like, oh, they're annoying. People are crowding around them. They're rubbish. They don't make me question who's real. Do you find yourself suspicious of actual statues and a bit resentful towards them? A little bit. You've got to be careful. And Sometimes and they the paint thing, themselves up pretty nice. They do, and they look a lot like statues. But the thing about actual statues is I've never been compelled to throw money at them. So why should a fake statue be worth more money than a real one? It's so impressive. Is it, though? Well, yes, it's like a fun party trick. I wouldn't do it for, like, a job. Some things are... You can stand back and say, yeah, that's impressive. That doesn't mean that you want to do them. Like, people always talk about Eric Clapton playing the guitar. Uh, Yeah, I I agree that Eric Clapton's guitar playing is technically very, very proficient. You don't want to listen to it. God, no. No. God, no. 
<laughs> Racist arsehole. <laughs> yeah, not for me. Kill them. Okay, no, I'm gonna them. find a I'm gonna find a middle ground on that. The next sentence on this article I find questionable. So I'd like your opinions on this. As with all performing arts, mm-hmm. living statue performers may perform as buskers. All performing arts. As with all performing arts, living statue performers may perform as buskers. I did see some ballet in Covent Garden the other day. Did you? No. No. It is a performing art, I suppose, isn't it? Oh, it is. No, we're not no, questioning, we're not that, questioning part. that part. The suggestion is that any performing art can make passable busking material. Yeah, so if I do like a weird dance. No, that probably but, would be but, good busking material. Yeah. So why is this not good busking? Because I've, I've never seen a, a theatre performance as busking. No, I think that does happen sometimes. Really? Yeah. All right, and ballet. So if I go outside and do some ballet and have like a hat. I'd give you a quid. You'd give me a quid. I would give you a quid. So that's busking. And I'm also doing a performing Uh, art. You are. But I'm I'm actually, having questioned this, I'm struggling to think of a performing art that you couldn't. Did you know that I can do ballet? No. Watch this. What's going to happen? Just that. Oh, you've just turned your feet out. Yep. Very good though, isn't it? It's it's very good. You can't do that. I can. No, you can't. Go on then. Turning your Most feet. people can't do that. No, but like, so it's properly like. Okay, Phil can do it. Okay, can I try? No. <laughs> we're going to assume you can't. <laughs> well, I have to now. What is it I've got to do? Oh, you couldn't actually see what we were doing. I had to look under the table. This. You're not out you far enough. So it has to, to be, be fully. No, I'm not, oh, I'm not a ballet dancer. Chris isn't a ballet dancer. Me and Phil, though. It's more of a struggle than it used to be. I used to be able to do that very easily, but it is a bit of a struggle there. Mm. Good, good, good podcasting. <laughs> good podcasting, guys. We've got the hang of this. 12 months in and we know how to make a podcast. I'm not a natural ballet dancer. Your I'm, thing more, is I'm more urban dance. Like diversity. Like diversity, yeah. Mm. I can spin on my head. No, you can't. Yes, I can. Go on, then. I can't do it here because of the... The tableau vivant, or group of living statues, was a regular feature of medieval and renaissance festivities and pageantry, such as royal entries by rulers into cities. The king's coming, stand very still. Typically, a group enacting a scene would be mounted on an elaborate stand decorated to look like a monument. See, that would look pretty cool. If you've got a group of them, all pretending to be statues, posing. Mm -hmm. That was... (laughs) The poses what? you choose are wonderful. That's a pose. Yeah. Uh, from Superman 2, trapped in a glass <laughs> shard. Yeah, well, that, yeah. But imagine loads of people doing that on like a plinth. Mm-hmm. That would be good. I'm imagining it. Wouldn't, it. it wouldn't. Yeah. And the king was coming down and you'd see it and go, oh, that's well good. Okay, make sure they have dinner. A living statue appeared in a scene of the 1945 French masterpiece film Les Enfants du Paradis, mm-hmm. Children of Paradise. And early living statue pioneers include the London-based artists Gilbert and George in the 1960s. I'm not sure that they can be considered pioneers if they're coming in several hundred years after it was first documented, but Gilbert and George just want to be perceived that way. They were probably doing it in nude with bowler hats on for the first time. Yeah. That'd be impressive too. Please don't tell Gilbert and George that them standing around with their tackle out is impressive. You will only encourage them to do it more. In the early years of the 20th century, the German dancer Olga Desmond put on Evenings of Beauty, Schonenschleiserbender. Is anyone better at reading German? Sean Heitzerbender. Sean Heitzerbender. Sean Heitzerbender. Sean is a beautiful language. Sean Pretty? Well, it translates. Oh yeah, evening of beauty. Yeah, Sean, yeah, Sean is. Yeah, Sean's pretty. Yeah, Sean. Oh, I've got I've it. Been learning a bit. I've got it. Yeah. I've got it. 
Schneidbänder. Yes, that's good. Is that good? That's menacing. Schneidbänder. You can't do menacing. It's more like camp camp menacing. No, it's not. All right, yeah, yeah. hold on. Let me show you. Hans Gruber. Right, imagine we're in Germany. I'm imagining we're in Germany, yep. Schneidbänder. Okay, you've just said evenings of beauty to me. <laughs> <laughs> not that threat. As, as propositions go. <laughs> but I did it menacing, though. So this is Olga Desmond putting on these evenings of beauty. She's in, in the nuddy. Absolutely, in which she posed <laughs> nude in imitation of classical works of art. And there's a picture of Olga Desmond in the nuddy with drapery and pedestal. So she's got something she can lean on, makes it a bit easier. She appears to have been smoothed. She does appear to have been smoothed, like her Ken doll. Or if you're gonna do maybe it, maybe a Barbie doll. They've put, yeah, that makes more sense. <laughs> but they've both been smooth, so, yeah, you know, it that's works true. Yeah. It's good that you don't see gender that way. It is good. Um, I don't see it at all because they're smoothed. <laughs> but they've put exceptional amounts of detail into the nipples. You know, there's little areolas and there's... It's good. It's good, like, intricate work. And then... What do they've put... This the, is, what do you mean they've put the work in? This is her body. Oh, is this her? That's her. Oh, that's not a statue. That's a woman you're talking about. That's oh, what I'm saying. That wasn't she's been... I thought that was a statue. That is... No. Oh, well, wow. that's the brilliance of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, in which case, what the hell's going on? Where's her vagina? <laughs> <laughs> kind of the point I made. I feel like it may have been lost on you. Where's her vagina? Underneath. They must have. I don't know, probably plaster of Paris. You think? I'd imagine would have been the tool that they're. I guess you can kind of see that there's there's something going on there. <laughs> What's happening now? I've got it zoomed in on my phone. Right, you right in, right, <laughs> right in. Right We're in. now three men in a darkened room on a Sunday morning, staring at a 1920s covered-up vagina. Well, we're trying to work out where the vagina is. Yes. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time, would it, Chris? It's like <laughs> it's like spot the ball, only opposite. <laughs> The World Championship of Living Statues is held annually in Arnhem in the Netherlands. In 2011, the festival ran from the 28th to the 29th of August with around 300,000 visitors Whoa, and 300 yeah. living statues. Some of them are really good. 300,000 people. I reckon they did this in the street and there happened to be 300,000 people passing by. Mm. I cannot believe that 300,000 people made a dedicated trip to look at 300 living statues. Can't believe I'd that. make a dedicated trip to investigate this whole vagina issue. I'd go and see some living statues uh, competition. If these are like the best ones. Because some of them are quite impressive. Like the Yoda, not that impressive. But the gold cyberpunk man. Like Maybe. 10 seconds of enjoyment. No, yeah, that's it, isn't it? It's like, it's very fleeting. Hmm. It's not something you can but appreciate. If there's loads of them. I don't know what you're... What, what's your thing? That if there's loads of them, it's better. It's just more <laughs> of them. Yeah, loads of statues. Why is that not good? Fleeting. <laughs> it's, it is, it's fleeting. It's like a 10, 15 minute, th 15 second yeah, thrill. And, and then you're never, you're never going to think about it again. It's not like going to see a, you know, actual art like theatre or ballet or wrestling and you go home and you think about it afterwards <laughs> and you think about how great it was. Uh -huh. and the, and, you know, it gives the, you something... The commentary on the human condition, absolutely, exactly. that's what it's lacking. But this is just, it's just empty, it's hollow, it's just, it is what it is and that's it. Yeah. And then you move it, on. Even if it is, it does take... An incredible amount of like, dedication. It does. And you can see, if you look for just a moment through the eyes of a child, how it would be impressive. Because I, yeah. I don't think that there were people really doing it when I was a kid. I don't remember. It's yeah, it relatively... Was this is centuries old. Yeah, but <laughs> in Kettering Town Centre there wasn't anybody. But no. there is now. 
Is there? Yeah, mm. every so often. Is there? A, is yeah, there a there's a, a wizard chap that's doing the levitating thing, and his 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 staff is the thing that's actually holding him up, oh, and then yeah. it disappears off his sleeve. And mm-hmm. I always knew Kerry a wizard. Performing as a living statue is a prevalent form of busking, especially in places with a high level of tourism. A living statue performer will strategically choose a spot, preferably one with a high level of foot traffic and out of the way. The performer creates the illusion of complete stillness while standing. Sometimes passers-by do not realise the performer is a real person, which often causes surprise when the statue gives them a small gesture, such as a wink, nod or masturbate. <laughs> oh, that was a masturbate. Joke, if I could word that was appropriate there. Masturbate. <laughs> yeah, I can't use. Have that you ever now. done a masturbate as a gesture <laughs> to someone? I, I thought a of small gesture. gesture. I thought of a, I thought of the joke a bit too late into telling forming the sentence, mm-hmm. and so the joke wasn't formed. Well, you got to leave it in. Now. I went with it anyway. Yeah, you stay now. The busker's objective is to create moments of interaction that result in a tip. The amount of money a performer makes day to day depends on his or her ability to effectively interact with the crowd. That's part of the craft, I think. That's part Hmm. of the artistry. If you're a living statue, most of the time you're just doing that. But then if you see like some kids, maybe a family go past and you go, and then the kids love it. Or going from a very classical statue sort of contemplative position to immediately shifting to one where you're picking your nose. Yeah, There's some artistry there. I can see how there's there's some fun to be had there. Uh, It doesn't mean I want to do it. No one's asking you to. Just appreciate it. And, you know, if my children were to choose that as a vocation, I'd be a bit disappointed. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, kids. Yeah, I wouldn't do it full time. But, you know, as a weekend job, I could do it. Would you smooth yourself out? Would I smooth myself out <laughs> for my craft? Mm-hmm. Um, how would I do that? Polyfiller. So <laughs> there's a gallery of exemplar work of human statues. And some of them are pretty impressive. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to single out Sophie Malray, statue vivant, who was world champion in 2006. She looks like a statue. You could, there's no denying that. She's, yeah. She's done her work there. She looks like a statue. Again, whether that's an effective way of spending your time, as podcasters, are we in a fit place to judge? Maybe we should just sleep on it. Maybe we should just sleep on it is a song written by Jerry Lassiter and Kerry Kurt Phillips and performed by American country music artist Tim McGraw. Oh, it's country. I didn't see that coming. Maybe we should just sleep on it. It was released in October 1996 as the fifth and final single from his album, All I Want. It peaked at number four on the United States Billboard Hot Country Singles and Tracks chart, while it reached number one on the RPM Country Tracks chart in Canada. So it did pretty well then. Chris, when's the last time you had to just sleep on something? Yesterday. I don't mean literally. Oh, when I had to. I don't mean like your bed. I mean when you thought, I'll sleep on it and make a decision in the morning. Um, Probably quite recently. It wouldn't have been like a big deal though. Just like, what am I having for dinner? You shouldn't sleep on that. <laughs> well, because I don't. Well, because I, if it was something spicy, then that would affect me. So, what, you didn't have any dinner, you just went to bed without dinner? Yeah. And then in the morning, you decided what you wanted for dinner? Yeah, there's mornings where I had cereal. <laughs> <laughs>
See, that's a problem that really just sorts itself out, isn't it? You've effectively you've made the decision, haven't you? You're not sleeping on it. You've made the decision. I'm not going to have anything. Well, no, I slept on it and it, it sorted itself out. Yeah, but not as a result <laughs> of you sleeping on it. It just yeah. sorted itself out. No, it was because I slept on it. Because I thought, oh, I can't deal with this now, so I slept on it. And then it went away. Yeah. <laughs> and what did you have for dinner the next day? Like, lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> so there's the cover art of Tim McGraw's Maybe We Should Just Sleep On It. He's got his hat on. He's got his hat on. His, his cowboy hat. Regulation yeah. issued cowboy country and western hats. And moustache. And denim jacket. Absolutely. Yeah. This guy, he's a pro, isn't he? Mm. He knows his stuff. I've heard of this guy before. I, 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 he's, I don't think he's done well here. But country and western music doesn't do well here because... It's shit. Yeah, and we don't have, like, cows, cowboy stuff. I guess not. Yeah, you, you don't have cowboy stuff here. When was the last time you saw a cowboy? I'm looking at one right now. Look, yeah, but Tim I mean, McGraw. I mean in the wild. In the, <laughs> just at pasture. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get them here. Well, Tim McGraw, um, his associated acts are quite interesting on his Wikipedia page. They're um, Faith Hill, Nelly, uh, the Dance Hall Doctors. We just call them St. John's Ambulance in the UK. <laughs> and Neo. Nice. What a weird mix. I remember the, the Nelly one. That's... You remember who doesn't remember Nelly? No, I remember the one with him, Tim McGraw. Oh, really? Nelly. Yeah, they were getting off a plane, and there was some rapping stuff, and then Tim McGraw was doing some cowboy stuff, uh, and they smushed them together. Because it is mm. such a huge market in America that people do try and muscle in, don't they? Mm. Taylor Swift was a country and western person, and then she went all pop. She's probably friends with Tim McGraw. Well, <laughs> if you go onto Tim McGraw's Wikipedia page, it says for the song by Taylor Swift, see Tim McGraw song. So she's written a song called Tim McGraw. Oh. Um, in 2006, when she was a young'un. When you think Tim McGraw, I hope you think my favourite song. The one we dance to all night long. The moon like a spotlight on the lake. And it was her debut, her debut single. There you go. So there you go. That's where we've heard There's of Tim the McGraw. There's the link. No, it's all right. No. I, don't, I don't think this is one you need to be embarrassed about. Okay, good. So this is the content of the song. The narrator's significant other has decided to break up with him. Aww. He tries to convince her to stay by saying that they should just sleep on the decision and work it out tomorrow over cereal. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't say that. (laughs) But but that's that's what it... Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Look, don't break up with me. Let's just sleep on it. And then it will have sorted itself (laughs) out by the morning. And then we'll just get on with it. That's what sleep on it means. And have some lasagna. And have some lasagna for dinner. Yep. Let's just stay together and then eventually we'll die and then the decision is sorted itself out. Absolutely. Just have yeah. a big sleep on it. Dan Milliken of Country Universe gave the song a C grade, <laughs> saying that the generic moody 90s production does some of the damage, as does a patchwork melody that can't seem to connect its phrases. But you can also hear McGraw still ironing out his vocal technique, as his likably nervous tremor in the verses meets a series of clumsy trills and some pitchy babies and maybes. Maybe. That's how country sounds. There are some words that you shouldn't legally be allowed to rhyme in song. Have I made this point on the podcast before? Um, you make a lot of points. I, I know. Listen to, the, I can't be expected to listen to all of them. There are some words that the rhymingness of them is so obvious that it shouldn't be allowed anymore. Maybe and baby is definitely one. 
Outlawing it. I'm outlawing it, yeah, when I'm king. If you don't get a say, you're just dressed up as a statue watching me roll into town. <laughs> you, you don't get a part in my decision-making process. When I'm king, I'm outlawing rhyming baby and maybe. It's just lazy. It's lazy writing. Sky high and fly. At no point should you ever rhyme any of those three words with each other. Oh, you're making songwriting really hard, though. Yeah, what's Sonic going to do? Well, have a think about it. Spend a couple of extra minutes. Cat, Matt, Satin, Fat. Those four. Don't rhyme. But cat and hat are all right. I think if you are rhyming cat and hat, your song's probably got some other artistic integrity issues going on outside Mm. of the rhyming structure. It's just you're writing a song about a cat and a hat. I mean, that's not... I don't really like the idea of you being in charge of artistic license. Then you'll be first against the wall. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe you'd have the gall to put Chris against the wall. Wiki Shuffle. Another episode in the bag, 64 done, one whole year. He kind of wrapped out our name there, it was very gangster, I liked it. Wiki Shuffle. Coolio. Your little A there, that's more more like Midnight Cowboy, like. You might Rocky. Hey, I'm walking here. (laughs) Anyway, 64 episodes, one year, well done us. Give ourselves a pat on the back, because we are excellent. The listeners, let's give them a pat on the back. I mean, we are excellent, obviously, but they're excellent as well. They're the ones that have truly suffered. Yeah, Mm. they've had to... You know, endure this. 12 Roughly months. how many articles do you think we've done in a year? Oh, if you'd have asked me this ahead of time, I could have told you exactly. Oh, 200. That's why I said roughly. Um, I think it's got to be around 200. I will yeah. find out and I will put it in the show notes exactly how many articles we have covered okay. so far. And you can check out our show notes that accompany the episode, which will have links to things we've talked about and follow up japes by There's visiting. outtakes. And outtakes. Yeah. I don't know. We've Little been extra really, snippets. We've, we've been pretty tight this week, though. I'm not sure there's going to be any outtakes. Maybe not, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and outtakes and such like at wikishuffle.co.uk and then on the opening page there's a picture of this episode, which you might already be listening to, but if you click through on that it will give you the show notes for the episode or go to where it says show notes. You know how to use a website. I don't need to explain to you how to use it. Some of them I probably do need to explain, don't I? Your mum's listening. Does well, she know how listening. to use a website? Yeah, mum. Mum, you're holding the mouse upside down again. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so... Sorry, Mum. <laughs> way more technically She's proficient fine. than most 60-something-year-old women. So, we've got a guest coming on on Friday. Hey! Um, I say coming on. We've recorded both episodes already. Yeah, you confused me a bit. Uh, but it's, we have yeah. recorded two episodes with guests. Who is? He is Keith Clark, who is the premier hip-hop cross-stitcher in the country. Yep. And he... Uh, Basically came on just to humiliate me. And give me presents. He gave Chris, showered Chris with gifts and humiliated the fuck out of me. You can see how that happened um, by listening on Friday, where we have our part one, part one of our um, show with him. He brought in some very good articles. So he did. Presents. And some very good presents. Yeah, we had a great time with Keith. I unfortunately, you might still be able to hear it in my voice a little bit. I've had a stinking cold and I was at my absolute worst on Wednesday when we recorded the podcast. So I wasn't really with it. I don't actually remember much of the conversation so when I come to edit it which will be any day now it will all be as if I'm hearing it for the first time yeah you were a little bit out of it but uh, you know Chris Chris really held the fort he, mm. he came into his own so uh, yeah really, I think that's going to be a really good couple of episodes I'm looking forward to hearing them back and I think that's about it just this dramatic reading that I'm being forced into yes doing. so it's our birthday feel free to send us birthday gifts at wikishuffle hq 1b headlands none for Chris because yeah. me and Phil why, why, why none for Chris she, Right, you'll hear it on Friday, but Keith literally gave you about five gifts. Yeah. And, you know, fair enough he got us some beers, but but no personal gifts for, for me and Phil. Goodness sake, Keith. It's fine. 
More, it's more fine. gifts. Send all of more us gifts. gifts. Send, send all of us gifts. Wiki Shuffle HQ, 1B Headlands, Kettering NN157ER. Follow us on Twitter for our all day Wiki Shuffle Twitter a thon on our birthday on the 14th. And you can also follow us on Facebook where you'll see the daily shuffles every day. And you can also catch up with them at wikishuffle.co.uk. And thank you very much, sincerely, from the bottom of our groveling hearts for listening to us for the first 12 months. It has been incredible fun. Thank you. Uh, Jack's just scoffing at me being sincere. He can't take it. <laughs> Bloody millennials. This is how they carry on. No sincerity in them. You don't want to thank the listeners. It's a bit, a bit lame, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Chris, how do you feel? Would you like to thank the listeners? I would like to thank the listeners and ask them for gifts. Okay. It's self-absorption, another millennial trait. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> so coming up, my dramatic reading of Horse Mandy and... Until then, we'll see you on Friday. Bye. Bye. She checked Diablo's stall. The stallion was there alone, contentedly chewing on some hay. Mandy tied her birthday scarf around her neck, crossed the wide green lawn and headed for the house. Laura wasn't in her room, nor was she on the back patio. Then Mandy remembered the lake far back of the house. Surely she'd be down there. Go on, Solana, she said, stamping her foot. Go and eat some grass and stop following me. Who's Solana? The horse for Mandy. But I thought Diablo was the horse. No, Diablo is Laura's horse. Okay, good. Context. It's all about context. Okay. Solana pricked her ears forward and then lowered her head and began to graze. Mandy walked towards the lake. She was just about to call Laura's name when she heard the sound of laughter. She strained to see around a tree and then stopped dead in her tracks. There, facing the lake, with her back to Mandy, sat Laura. She was holding hands with David. (gasps) Mandy had never felt so many emotions in such a short time as she felt right then. Surprise, hurt, betrayal, anger, sadness. Then the urge to get out of there. But her foot cracked a branch. David and Laura turned at once with the sound. Sorry! Mandy stammered. I, I, was, I was looking for you, Laura. David stood up and pulled Laura up with him. That's okay, he said casually. I've got to be getting back to work. Thanks for the company, Laura. Then he strode off towards the stables. He does not give a fuck. Mandy and Laura stood facing each other. I thought you were alone, said Mandy weakly. Well, I wasn't, Laura snapped, walking briskly past her. Wait up, Mandy called and fell into step beside her. I'm sorry, Laura. I thought that you didn't even know David was alive. I mean, you've just always treated him like he didn't exist. Look, Mandy, just because you're jealous... JEALOUS?! Mandy exploded. ME?! Why, you're the one who's moped around here all summer long, treating me like I've committed some crime because I've got my own horse! And you're the one who made me feel dumb just by talking to David! You just stop it, Mandy Wilson, Laura yelled back. I could care less about your stupid little horse. I own a real show horse, not some squatty little saddle pony. And as for David, well, it's obvious that he prefers me to you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.